Welcome to Living the Bible Together. This is Dr. Troy Shaw, pastor of the Liberty Hill Church, internationally headquartered in Columbus, Ohio, located at 4410 Refugee Road. We worship here online Sundays at 11 a.m. We celebrate communion on the first Sunday of each month. Our Bible study is on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. For additional information, log on to livingthebibletogether.org. Join us here weekly as we're living the Bible together through education, missions, and ministry. Liberty Hill, living the Bible together through education, missions, and ministry. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Let us bow our heads. God, we thank Thee and we praise Thee for all that Thou hast done for us. For Thy great and mighty joy, for Thy love that continues to flow from heart to heart, that we might love one another as Thou hast loved us. The great, the powerful, wonderful name of Christ we pray. Amen. chapter 12 verses 9 through 12 let love be without dissimulation abhor that which is evil cleave to that which is good be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another not slothful in business fervent in spirit serving the Lord rejoicing in hope patient in tribulation continuing instant in power Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 12, a code to live by. The letter to the Romans is a letter that seems to come from the depths of Paul's heart as he's grieved by the division that is found in the Roman collective. This morning, we can understand some of those sentiments possibly that Paul had, uh, knowing that our world is often fractured and splintered today, And it brings great grief to the body of Christ to know that there is division. For we can tell the heart of Christ as he prays in John chapter 17, praying that we might be one, that the world might know the Father, that the world might know God uh, through the strength of unity that is found within the church, that we might show our love toward one another, that the world might see such a great love, a powerful, fervent love that comes from the heart of the collective, that brings uh, all people together to know that Christ Christ continues to walk within the heart of the church, loving those who oftentimes find themselves loveless. Those who find themselves hurting and in pain can come to Jesus. He calls all to come, those who are heavy laden, those who are burdened down, to come unto him. For when we come to Christ, we find peace and we find joy. We find that the Lord is able to lift the dross of our guilt and sin. 
The Lord is able to bring us into the newness and the, the joy of life that Romans talks about in chapter 12 as Paul challenges us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, to think a different way, to live a different way, to leave differently than we've come, to embrace the change that is in God, that we might change from the way that we live to the way that Christ gives example. We must learn to walk after the way of Christ, which is to love God with all of our heart, mind, and soul, and to love neighbor as we love ourselves. I know sometimes I must sound like a, a broken record to continue to say that we must love love, love, love. And yet this is what the text admonishes us to do. If you ask me, preacher, how long will you shout and how long will you call for us to love? I will tell you that I will call for us to love until we've done it. If you look around the world today, you will see that love is in short supply. We're divided like this Roman faction as Paul is grieved by the division in the church and brings forth this letter, presents this letter so that the church might understand that it's time for a change, a time to change one's mind and perspective on things so that instead of looking from our human spirit and our self-centeredness, we look from the perspective of Christ. We look from the heart of Christ with love to guide us and the Holy Spirit uh, indwelling us. We ought be able to empathize with the world as we can look in ourselves and see our own pain and our own plight and then apply it to others as Christ tells us to love others as we love ourselves. If we take on this rule, if we take on this principle, then our life becomes better. Our life becomes more lovely as we become like Christ. There is a code to live by. We, we've got to live by a different standard. We can't live by the waves of the world. We must be transformed in our thinking. We must do for those who can't do for themselves as we love the least and the lost. As I challenge us to follow the way of Christ. I, this, this Sunday is actually uh, International Overdose Awareness Day. Uh, this last Sunday of the month is a Sunday that is set aside for us to think about those who lose their lives to overdose. And far too often we blame the victim and we don't apply the love of God. We're so busy trying to figure out why when we really need to figure out how, how to love a person through the process and the pain of drugs addiction. And so today, International Overdose Awareness Day, appropriately on this Sunday, falls right in our lectionary schedule as we look at Romans uh, chapter 12. But not only that, this, this is a special day in the life of ministry for me, as this is the 35th year that I've been in the Liberty Hill pulpit. As I started preaching in Liberty Hill on August the 31st, 1985, some 35 years ago, I started preaching in the Liberty Hill pulpit. I came to the pulpit with a sermon from Matthew as Jesus admonishes us to know that we must do for those who are hungry and thirsty, that we must take in the stranger and clothe the naked and, and we must visit those who are in prison and those who are sick. Uh, that particular text was the very first text that I preached. 
And I would never, uh, I never could have imagined in those days that I would still be preaching that same message today. I did not understand even then all of the things that the Lord has revealed to me now. And I'm hoping that God will continue to reveal God's great word to my heart, my soul, and my mind that I might continue to preach the gospel in season and out of season through the power of God's great Holy Spirit. That we might forever uh, remain Remember uh, these words like uh, Paul has presented today to the Romans so that we might live by the code of Christ. That code is love. That we might look upon the world through the lens of Christ and not our own. That, that, that we might diminish self so that Christ might arise within us. We must stir up the gift that is within us and let the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us in all truth and righteousness. Paul here brings this letter to the Romans in the first 11 chapters. He lays out the case for our human frailty and our human disease. He lays out the case that we cannot do and we cannot live without Christ. We cannot live without the ministry of Christ in our lives. And here at this juxtaposition at chapter 12, we find ourselves at a pivotal point, a point to ask ourselves the question, are we really ready to change toward the way of love? Are we ready to change toward the way of Christ that we might seek not to just be individuals, that we might seek not to just care about self, but to know that it is the collective that must arrive at the, the body of Christ, that we might uh, link up under the power and the uh, presence of the Holy Spirit, that we might walk in good and not evil. And so Paul gives us some words uh, today that we might uh, construct a code to live by. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 9, as it said, uh, let love be without dissimulation. We need to practice Christ's kind of love. Yes, we need to practice Christ's kind of love, the kind of love that loves beyond the faults, that loves beyond the fall, that loves beyond the felon, that loves beyond uh, whatever the situation might be. We've got to learn how to love beyond that. Christ did not just die for uh, those who are astute and those who are politicians or those who are preachers or those who are physicians. Christ did not just die uh, for the lawyer. Christ did not die for the professionals, for the rich. Christ died for all of us. Christ died for the homeless. Christ died for those who are drug addicts. Christ died for those who are sexually promiscuous. Christ died for those who are uh, hateful. Christ died for murderers. God, Christ died for thieves and Christ died for all. The love that Christ practiced is a love uh, that was without uh, any mixture of evil, without any mixture of condemnation. Christ's love comes freely that we might all walk in joy and peace together. Christ gives us the grace, the time, the love that we might get it right. He gives us uh, another day that we might walk after Christ. Yes, sometimes we fall, but we must get up again because the Lord Lord Jesus Christ continues to stand as the example of, of how we can walk in this world through the power of love. Christ has taught us to love. Our love must be like the love of Christ. That biblical kind of love that we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is long-suffering and love is kind and charitable. Love does not envy. Love does not hate. It does not boast. It does not provoke. Love is pure. Love comes 
comes from our heart. It comes through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Love is not judgmental. Love is effectively faithful, meaning that uh, we must believe that love works. We must believe that the power of love works because one day they crucified love, and yet we believe that love works. I've got to see you like Christ sees you. You see, to follow after Christ means that I am following after Christ. If you are taking control and getting in front of Christ and then telling Christ and, and turning and telling God what God ought to do, then that's a different story. But if we're Christians and we're following Christ and following the pattern of God, if we're following the pattern of the Holy Spirit, then I must learn to have the mind that is also in Christ Jesus transform my mind so that I don't see you as less than, but I see you as the possibility that God has made you. I am happy in the process because I live in the hope that you will be the best you when Christ returns for us all. I failed at my job and you failed at your job when we fail to love one another. But when we do as Christ has said to do, to love each other as we love ourselves, then nobody will ever go without love. I, I, let me say it again. If I love you and you love me, come on, Barney. Uh, if I love you and you love me, then we can embrace love knowing that all of us will be loved. When we all follow after that principle, we will love God with all of our heart, mind, and soul. And when we all love each other like we love ourselves, the world will be filled with love. And then we can be happy in the hope, the joy that you will be better. And even when you fall, I still look to you getting back up again. I have the hope and I rejoice in the hope because I have faith in God and God is love. So I have faith in love. Not only must we practice Christ's love, but look there again at verse nine. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. We've got to practice Christ's love. We've got to reject evil and embrace good. We've got to reject evil and embrace good. Uh, far too often we uh, try to take on one thing without being ready for it. Oh, I wish you could get this. Sometimes we try to take on one thing without being ready for it. One of the reasons that we're sometimes so stressed out is because our calendars are too full. We neglect to get rid of some things in order to embrace other things. So you see what has to happen in order to truly embrace good is you must also reject evil. You see, there are some people who try to do both at the same time. They try to mix their words and mix their ways and, and they try to trick you by telling you that they love you while they're also uh, hating you. Oh, you, you can't do both at the same time. They, they, they love you uh, to your face, but they hate you behind your back. But if you read the text, you will realize that it is only like Christ to 
love your neighbor as you love yourself, to do good for them who despitefully misuse you. You see, vengeance belongs to the Lord and not to us. And so therefore, how can you tell me that you have good and evil at the same time? Uh, I love you, but I also hate you. Th th that doesn't work. So, so what we've got to learn how to do is to reject one thing in order to embrace the other thing. We've got to reject the evil in order to embrace the good. We've got to dislike the evil in order to hold on to, to cleave on to the good. We've got to be along for the ride. The text tells us here that we ought to basically shun the evil, but then cleave to the good. Hold on to the good. Hold on to it. Cleave to it. Embrace it and try to do those things that are like Christ. That is to love without any mixture of evil. We, we've got to learn to, to have a code to live by, a code that leads us to, to, to walk by our heart, to walk by the spirit, to walk by faith and not by sight, to have the faith that those who are hurt by life will get better, that time will bring them better. Far too often we're judgmental today because we lack the faith. Uh, we say that they have the problem, but as Christians, we also have some problems. We lack the faith that Christ has, the faith that we're led into by God. It is impossible. I've said this many, many times. You need to really hear me. It is impossible to please God without faith. We must have faith and that faith will lead us beyond our instant judgments. The, the instant judgment is to say that he or she cannot change. The instant judgment is to say that they'll always be the same. But when we have faith and when we look through the eyes of Christ, our judgments are no longer in the moment. Our, our judgments are in the movement of Christ. Our judgments are, are through the power of love, realizing that anybody can change. If you can change, anybody can change. We all have our issues. We've all come short. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And yet the Lord has brought us to a place, still not, the, still not what we should be, but thank God we're not what we used to be. But now that you have the cognition, the spiritual cognition to understand and know the way and movement of God, now it is upon you not to be judgmental, but to now love others to the place where you are. Christ died in order to become us that we might become Christ. See, the, the fact is you've got to learn. We've got to learn how to give of ourselves in such a way that the love is so powerful that those who are lost are found in the love from the heart of the believer. As the Holy Spirit rests and rules in your heart, as, he, as God has set up temple, as God has set up chapel in your life, then that means there ought to be a fire burning that brings the cold world to the warmth of God's love. Yes, we must practice Christ's love by rejecting evil to embrace good. But then look at chapter 12, verse 10. Uh, Paul says, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. We've got to uh, be kind to each other. Too often we're not kind. We need to be kind. It's not enough just to go uh, through the world, but you need to learn a code of kindness. A code of kindness, learning how to be grateful and to say thank you when someone does something for you. 
learning how to give a smile or, or, or at least, as they say, primp your lips a little bit just to, to give somebody a nod hello, to, 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 to give a wink every now and then, to let another person know that I see you. I see you and, and I know that you are struggling just like I'm struggling. Sometimes just to say hello allows another person to recognize that I see you. Sometimes we just need to be seen. You need to stop telling that lie to yourself that you don't care. Uh, 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 walking in that place where you've become so hard and so callous and so so shelled that, that you feel like, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me if they speak or not. It really does. Maybe you've hidden that so far down, but uh, none of us like to be ignored. None of us like to be hated. None of us like to, to, to walk without love. And if you don't like it, then don't dish it out. The, the, the fact is, Christ says that you must love neighbor as self. And if we don't like being unloved, if we don't like being hated, if we don't like being made to feel less than, then why would we let anybody else feel that way? It is our job as we follow Christ to live by a code of love, the, the love of Christ uh, that is without dissimulation. The love of Christ that, 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 that allows us to embrace the good and reject the evil. The love of Christ that moves us beyond our judgment in the moment. And allows us to embrace the faith that pushes us forward into the future. We must be kind. We must embrace the good over the evil. We must practice Christ's love. But then look again at verse 12. Verse 12 says, rejoice in hope. Patient in tribulation, continue an instant in prayer. Rejoicing in hope. Be happy in the hope. Don't complain about it. Don't grumble about it. Don't talk about them. Don't, 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 don't use the negative uh, in order to try and produce the positive. But uh, bring uh, the, the case for love, bring uh, Christ in your heart, bring the words of Jesus and bring happiness and joy in the midst of the journey. Here, uh, Paul reminds them to rejoice in hope, be happy uh, just thinking about it. Sometimes we could be happy for one another if we could just think about it, if we could just see outside the box. If I could look upon you and, and you look upon me and we see the, the truth of the matter. We must be prepared to love one another, uh, whether we're down in the ditch or whether we're standing with a royal diadem. God has blessed us to have love and the Lord loves you and cares about you. And now we must take that love and share it with the world. We must live by the code that leads us to love like Christ. Christ's love was a love that gave and gave and gave, that continues to give today, that continues to embrace us in our process. Just because you are where you are today, that does not mean that's where you'll be tomorrow. Let me tell you what a difference a day makes. 24 little hours can change your whole life. You, you might be on the mountain today and might be in the valley tomorrow. So I tell you, maybe you need to even pay it forward with a little grace and mercy. We need to cut each other some slack. We need to learn how to love through the process to love like Christ without these strings that are attached. You got to be like this or be like that in order for me to love 
love you. No, we've got to walk after Christ, understanding that we love those who are the least and the lost. We love the great. We love the small. We love them all. We must love by rejecting evil. I'm not going to hurt you, my brother, my sister. I'm not going to keep you behind the wall. I'm not going to put you under the wall. I'm not going to put you beneath the wall. I'm going to continue to stand on the wall for you, and I'm going to love you and watch out for you. I'm going to continue to be kind and practice love because God has called us to be happy in the process. Let's not complain about the mission and the ministry, but let's walk in joy and realize that Christ has died for each and every one of us, and that should keep us happy for a very long time. In your trials and in your tribulations, just think about Jesus. Remember what the Lord has done for us. Remember that you once were lost and now you're saved. You all be glad that God has blessed us to walk after the power and the spirit of Christ. To know that the Lord loves us is enough to keep us shouting the gospel near and far to proclaim the goodness of Jesus Christ that has saved our soul. In the words of Edward Alford, throw out the lifeline across the dark wave. There is a brother whom someone should save. Somebody's brother, oh, who then would dare to throw out the lifeline, his peril to share? Throw out the lifeline with hand quick and strong. Why do you tarry? Why linger so long? See, he is sinking, oh, hasten today. And out with the lifeboat, away then away. Throw out the lifeline to danger-fraught men, sinking in anguish where you've never been. Winds of temptation and billows of woe will soon hurl them out where the dark waters flow. Soon will the season of rescue be o'er. Soon will the drift to eternity shore. Haste then, my brother, no time for delay, but throw out the lifeline and save them today. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline, somebody is drifting away. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline, someone is sinking today. We must live by a code, a different code. We must live by the code of Christ's love, rejecting evil, embracing good, and happy in the process. This has been another broadcast of Living the Bible Together with Dr. Troy Shaw from the Liberty Hill Church, where we worship virtually on Sundays at 11 a.m. For more information or to contribute to this ministry, please visit us online at livingthebibletogether.org. God bless you and have a great week. Liberty Hill, living the Bible together through education, missions, and ministry. 